coming up on this week's episode of Filmology, we are talking about Hitman, Spaceships That Go to Hell, and our top five action movies. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of Filmology. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. Everybody, welcome to the show. I am one of the co-hosts of the show here, uh, John Galarwitz, also known as Johnny G over at FromologyShow.com. Over at FromologyShow.com, that's where you can listen to past episodes of this very podcast and written film reviews all the way back to 2013. Yes, there's a little bit of a gap there, but we're slowly going to go back through and fill in those written movie reviews that you've missed. Top tens of the year, no top five lists because... Can't really go back and do those, but it's all right. We're back now. We're doing top fives all the time on this week's episode of the show. I am joined by Mike and Samantha. Hello. Hi. How are you both doing? Are we both enjoying this fantastic spring weather that we're having here in uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul area? I'm not in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, sir. I don't know. <laughs> Well, are you enjoying your weather? It is, it's nice over here and wherever I am. It's fantastic. I would argue that you're close enough to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area that the weather is about the same. That's not true. Uh, I to, in the summer when I ride my motorcycle to work, I have to make sure to check weather for both places. Because some days it's super sunny here and like thunderstorming in the other place. That does sound miserable. Miserable when I forget to check. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine that. But anyway, uh, yeah, so on this week's episode of the show, we are going to be taking a look at John Wick Chapter 4, the streaming movie that Mike picked, Event Horizon, and then we are going to be discussing our top five action movies. Sounded like there's a lot of blame in that Mike picked it. I'm just saying. Well, Mike, I'll, I'll let you know that I picked next week's movie and I can tell you that I will take full credit for picking the movie for next week. Oh, I don't get to pick a movie next week? You no, know, you don't get to pick a movie or movie next week. I, I'm sorry, you're, 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 you, it's been revoked for a week. I picked a lot worse movies than the one I picked this week. I'm just saying. You, you have. You, you 100% have. But we'll get into that more once we get into your film, uh, Event Horizon. But usually how we start every show is we talk about things, not things, but talk about media content, books, movies, music, TV shows that have inspired us or, or in some cases inspired me to tell people not to see them, which usually is the case. So sadly, I will be talking about Cocaine Bear because Mike, last week you were telling me that I should go watch Cocaine Bear. And oh, I you watched Cocaine Bear. Sorry, go ahead. No, and, and I did. I watched it. And it was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. Like, it, not, like, so bad that I can enjoy, and enjoy it. Like, uh, when I think of a so bad, it's good movie. Something like uh, Piranha 3D. Even Sharknado. Those are so bad, it's good. They understand that they're making a bad movie, but they're just enjoying the hell out of it. I don't know what the purpose here of Cocaine Bear was. It's definitely not funny enough to be a comedy. It doesn't have enough horror in it, while the horror elements are definitely intense. The whole movie's not a horror film, so it can't be under the horror genre. I don't know where this movie lands. It's just such a mess. It's a tonal just disaster. 
and I also feel like for this movie being Ray Liotta's last movie, and the movie's basically dedicated to him, I mean, he's got to be rolling in his grave just so upset that this was, like, his last thing, and they dedicated the movie to him. It's just a weird kind of turn of events here, but it's... I definitely don't recommend seeing Cocaine Bear. I'm sorry, Mike, that you enjoyed it. Uh, and I know that a lot of people must be enjoying it because it's made $60 million so far at the domestic box office. But it's definitely not a movie that I can ever wholeheartedly tell anybody to go pay money to see. Maybe when it's streaming on Peacock, fine. But yeah, right now it's just a, just a 100% skip it. Samantha... What what have you read? What have you watched? What has inspired you this past week? Uh, I read a book called Stealing Thunder by Alina Bowden. Um, again, not sure if I am butchering her name. I really hope I'm not. But when you just read, you never really know what it sounds like, you know? Um, anyway, this book is a adult fantasy series um and this is the first one in the series about a trans feminine hero heroine who once was the crown prince of an affluential kingdom within the world that this author built and essentially the family did not approve so she ran away underwent her surgery and is struggling to gain wealth power and a path of life in this new world in a different kingdom, um, coming to terms with everything that's happened and whatnot is. And good news, it does have something that resembles dragons, so that was really my favorite part of it. Um, overall, I ended up somewhere in the middle on this book because I do feel like the author was a little bit repetitive in some of the writing, but I feel like that was just the author's worry that, okay, if we can get anyone to read this book, this is the one thing I want them to know and remember from this book. So for that, I was like, okay, I don't know if I can be too mad about that, but I found it to be an interesting book, and I think everyone should read it because I would like more representation in that field for decent to really good fantasy novels. And obviously last week I was talking about how much I want representation in film, talking about the Batgirls movie being can the Batgirls the Batgirl movie being canceled and I was upset about that so I am happy that you're talking about this obviously you always challenge me to go outside of my comfort zone to read books and usually I'm like nope I'll just stick to my nonfiction. like I have a stack of nonfiction books and maybe once a year I'll read a good fiction book should this be my one good fiction book I'm going to read this year it's a question to you. I'm asking. The... Do I get to pick? Well, because, uh, goodness gracious, there's so many I want you to read. And um, if you want interesting perspective with a different representation than what we have here, then um, sure. But if you are challenging me to only pick one out of every single fantasy book I've read, that's going to be a little harder. Is this a book series? Is this is like the first book in the series, or is this is a series? Okay. Yeah. And are the other books published and like available, or is? This... Uh, I know the second one is, but I don't know if there's one beyond the second. Because my big thing, I mean, movies. Of course, I'm always upset when they can never finish a series, 
but books in particular, like George R. R. Martin's never going to finish A Song of Ice and Fire, no matter what he says. So I'm like, cool, I've read the first book, uh, first book of that series, A Song of Ice and Fire, but why would I continue reading it if he's never going to finish it? It's just going to end in a giant cliffhanger. And I'm like, cool, the journey here was definitely not worth it. I don't know if there's a third one, but there's a book one and book two publish. Hopefully, book two, maybe you'll check that out and report back to me, or report back to me, report back to us, because if the second book, if it's still repetitive with all these things that you're saying, I'm not sure if it would justify reading both books and then the whole series, because if I'm just getting the same bullet points kind of bashed in my head, that's also not really what I want from anything so not trying to take away the, the, the book oh what's the book called again stealing thunder stealing thunder all right stealing thunder maybe i'll check it out at some point mike do you want to check out stealing thunder i do i'm very excited for it all right well there you go we, we have one new possible fan mike what has inspired you this past week what films tv music Books. What, what's inspired you? Uh, I I was uh, I watched Indiana Jones and the excuse me Indiana Raiders Last Ark. There we go. And I want to feel a little more adventurous, especially with the nice weather. Hopefully, it holds up, so I can when I have time off. We'll see. I'm personally holding off on watching Indiana Jones until the new movie comes out in the, what end of June. I'm going like all in. I got to go get a hat. A leather coat. You gotta cosplay. You gotta cosplay for this movie, Samantha. I have a hat you can borrow. Better yet, let's borrow your dad's hat, the one he always wears. It's almost Indiana Jones like. You, you gotta cosplay. And you got a leather jacket already. Just wear that. You'll be all right. You got the skills. I have a black leather jacket. There's a very big difference between a black leather jacket. I'm not going as a greaser. I'm going <laughs> as Indiana Jones. We don't talk about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So we're not like cosplaying as Mutt Williams here. That's not what's happening. Maybe you just need a whip. <laughs> just walk in with a whip. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances that they take that away from me? I'm just very curious. Would they, would they take that away from me at the theater? I'd say 50-50 depending on the theater. I would hope they take it away from you. Jeepers. They took away light lightsabers. I mean, I don't... For some reason... I don't think they took away lightsabers. Did they? They did at my... When I went to watch the prequels, and everyone dressed up, everyone had to get rid of their lightsabers mm. way back in the day. I mean, 20 years ago, yeah. Okay, that's fine. But this is the modern times, Mike. Maybe they won't <laughs> take away my lightsaber when I walk in. I mean, if I, just, yeah. if I just walked in to watch John Wick, I think they'd take away my lightsaber because they'd be like, why are you here? Why do you have this? I don't think we're going to get it. I was really worried you were going to say a different type of weapon that John Wick used. And I was like, yeah, for for goodness sake, why why would you do this? Um, Anyway, but that's a different story. I mean, maybe if John Wick had a lightsaber, he would have been like, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. I oh. don't know where you're going either. He already, oh no, we shouldn't. I, I'll wait to say that. I'll wait to say that. <laughs> I will wait to say that until it's time. Uh, Suspense is killing me now. I need to know. <laughs> Does anybody have any other housekeeping here before we move into our review of John Wick Chapter 4? Sounds great. So, 
here is the trailer for John Wick Chapter 4. Saying goodbyes? Saying hello. You think your wife can hear you? No. Then why bother? Maybe I'm wrong. You're going to die. Maybe not. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. A new day is dawning. New ideas, new rules, new management. We've known each other since we were nine Who is this? The Marquis de Gramont. Challenge him to single combat. Win or lose, it's a way out. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. I was the black sheep of the family. Man has to look his best when it's time to get married. Or buried. I'm going to need a gun. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. The curse on his head ever increasing, John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table. But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old foes into friends and friends into foes. That is the plot synopsis for John Wick Chapter 4. What is everybody's relationship to this franchise so far? How do we feel about it? Like, not looking at Chapter 4... By looking at those first three installments of the John Wick franchise. How do we feel about it? What were your thoughts walking into John Wick Chapter 4? Samantha, would you like to go first? Sure, because I literally walked into it last week. Um, I had never seen or really knew anything about them until John was like, you know what, I think it's time. Uh, <laughs> so I watched all four last week, had a little binge watch, and uh, I decided I really liked them. And I do want to know how everyone would rate one through four in terms of their favorite to their least favorite. John is giving me a no. Let's table wave. that until the end of the review part here. All right, but I'll have you know the table is very affluential. So I don't know if they want to wait, but all right. Mike, your, your thoughts on uh, the John Wick franchise walking into John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, the first one was really good, and the second one was, was pretty good, and the third one was okay as well. <laughs> first one was like really, really good. I think it went a little bit lower each time, but that kind of happens with sequels, I guess. So, Well, apparently we're talking about it now. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, for, for me, John Wick, the initial John Wick movie is really good. It, like it, It's good. There's nothing bad about it. The action's good. Story's good. The little bit of world building that they do is good. And then chapter two just blows that all up. It says, hey, we're, remember all that action you saw last movie? We're going to like quadruple it. And it's going to be nonstop action for the majority of the film. The world building that we had last time, yeah, we're also going to blow that up. There's so much going on in this world with the high table, these rules, these different continentals all over the world. Just fantastic. And then John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, I think starts out amazing. Such amazing set pieces, the action, 
because it's still basically continuing part two at that point in the first half hour of the film. My adrenaline was still like going there. And then I feel like the franchise jumped the shark by making John Wick into a completely unkillable person who can have like, it feels like a Looney Tunes cartoon at the end of chapter three where he's shot, falls off the building Hits his head on a fire escape. Maybe hits his head on a trash can. like, a, a, And then is fine. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw Scream 6 a few weeks ago. I know that you're not going to be fine. I don't care if your name is John Wick. You are not going to be fine. John Wick isn't a tiny college girl, though. John Wick's big and strong. He'll be fine. John it's Wick good. is 60 years old. I don't. I don't want to test this. I don't want to say, okay, we're going to line 60-year-olds up and have them walk off a building. That's so dark. But... We don't need a whole line. We just need one. It's okay. <laughs> we just need one to test Excuse them. Excuse me? Okay, well, Mike, apparently it's Mike's job to find that one person. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, I, I mean, one is better than a whole test. I mean, I, I do feel like just doing one, I mean, you, your results are going to be a bit skewed, but... All the same, I'm not saying we're going to push 60-year-olds off of a building because that sounds yeah, very... We rough. also have to take our push off 20-year-old girls, too. Okay. We're not <laughs> discriminating here. You want more representation, or John. You need to represent everybody in this. I <laughs> Excuse me? Point being, it's very weird for me to say that uh, the John Wick movies went more into Looney Tunes before the Scream films did. No. Scream <laughs> films are kind of Louis Tunes way before John Wick was even a thing. I, I, I disagree with you on that. I I just... A, a, a garage door lifted up Rose McGowan and kills her. There's no way that's ever going to happen. The garage door would stop working. I, I mean, nowadays with those little sensors and stuff in it, yeah. I mean, this is a super power. They had those sensors in the 90s, talking. too, though. But <laughs> <laughs> they're not new. <laughs> I think those Plus the garage door is not strong enough to lift up the garage door. And the poor girl. They would not be able to lift up both of those. Okay, we're, we're going way down, we're down the rabbit hole of Looney Tunes logic with the Scream films. I think they're enjoyable. I think they're kind of realistic. The first one, at least. And anyway, John Wick. John Wick. I walked in still excited. I mean, it's, it's Samantha, like... I mean, you saw, I mean, you saw how excited I was the moment that those trailers stopped and they started the movie. I was shaking from how much adrenaline I had and how excited I was for this film. And let me tell you, it didn't pay off for me. I, I, I'm definitely in the, like, the minority here, and I feel like I'm going to be in the minority on this podcast. Is it a good film? Yes. John Wick Chapter 4 is a good movie. You're not going to hear me say it's a bad one. But it's definitely too long. Three hours? Are you kidding me? At one point in time, I remember they were talking about making John Wick Chapter 4 and Chapter 5 at the same time. And they did. They, they did. They just shoved it into one movie. The thing which I really like about John Wick Chapter 2 and John Wick Chapter 3, and Samantha was going to say that the, what, the, MacGyver, the MacGyvering of John Wick... But that's still set up in part one, how he killed the guy with a pencil. Like, that's there. And they're all those really, it's really odd for me to say this, but those fun, inventive kills, they're not in this film. 
the only thing that we have in John Wick Chapter 4 is, hey, he's got a knife and he's got a gun. Which, to me, personally, gets a little bit repetitive. As well as, once again, how many times can this man fall, hit the stairs, roll down them, and like, now he just gets up, he's fine. Or how many times does he get hit by a car and he's still fine? No less than five times does John Wick get hit by a car and he shrugs it off and just walks. I, like people, like in my mind, I think about people complaining about the Kingpin in the, um, the Hawkeye season finale. John Wick makes the Kingpin like look spectacular. Like, with the way that it's... Oh, that, that fight... Because, what? People were complaining that Wilson Fisk got hit by a car. I think it's a very fair comparison that this guy got hit by a car five times. He's got a really good suit. Really good. That really suit, good suit is not going to do anything. I'm If that is the thing that I had to get into to buy this, that it's his suit... I but, don't really know what it is but, because they didn't really set that up. But my issue is like you're making you're making me watch this for three hours. If this was like an hour and a half movie, half the time, I wouldn't be complaining about this. But because it's at each single action set piece, and then what happens at the end of the movie, I'm like, are you kidding me? They were trying to either go for the emotion or something there because that was complete BS. The end of this movie. I don't, I can't spoil the end of the movie. I, I, it makes no sense to me based off of everything we've seen so far in the John Wick franchise. I, I walked in wanting to embrace this movie with open arms. And it didn't want to embrace me back. It, this was not the movie that the other films in the franchise have been so far. Yes, the action set pieces here are spectacular the set piece at the stairwell is probably the best of the film but most of the set pieces go on too long the other films i felt like my adrenaline was pumping at the end like i was so excited leaving the theater and i think you were samantha not to, to like your thoughts here like but i was like man this is a three hour long movie i might watch this one more time when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray, but I don't think I'll ever really go back to it again. So, uh, Samantha, why don't you go with your thoughts here on John Wick, Chapter 4? I have to follow your rant? Oh, man. Right, it was nearly as long as the movie was. I was like, are we, are we watching it again? Jeez. I'm just <laughs> it's okay. Mike and I don't have to edit it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway, um, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I think my favorite things about the John Wick series is almost like the hidden world behind the normal world that general public knows of. You know, it'd be like, okay, so you could go here, but if you hand them the special coin, then it opens up a new area for you or a new service is provided that wasn't there before type of thing. I find that really fascinating. And in John Wick 4, I feel like you get to to see more or go more places um, in terms of all the different people and background stuff you get to to see. So I was really interested in a lot of that. Interested to see who some of John Swick friends are. <laughs> Things like that I found to be really interesting and held my attention. I did not have an issue with how long it was. I was good. I was like, let's see this again tomorrow and 
John's like, please don't. Uh, so, I mean, I was good with it. Uh, I think the ending, I think they were trying to go for emotion. And from my knowledge of John Wick, I feel like, yeah, I could see that happening. But I do think they're trying to go for emotion. So that's what I'll, I'll tell you. My, my biggest, Mike, we'll have you go. And then I'll, I'll, I'll rebuttal this whole... <laughs> No, you go first. It it would make more sense to say it after she says it. So okay. Go for it. Why is this film all of a sudden going for a very sentimental, semi-realistic ending? It definitely makes me. It calls back to that James Bond film. This remind. This is going for that No Time to Die ending, and I didn't think it was earned in that film, and I definitely don't think it's earned in this film. I feel like it tracks with the character based off of his motivations this entire time. You know, why is he fighting? Who is he fighting for? What what does he have left in this world? And I feel like that just, it tracks. It tracks in my mind. But the issue that he kept saying was, I have nothing left. And then I'm like, cool. No offense to John Wick. Like, I want to see a cool action set piece. Why don't we just put a bullet in his head to begin with? Like, if his whole, if his whole point here is, I'm on a suicide mission... It definitely doesn't track like that. Like, he should then, at this point, because the, the whole movie, I'm expecting to see the high table. All four movies here, we have yet to really meet members of the high table, unless you're going to be killed off and then replaced. Like in part two. But we still don't meet members of the high table. I have no clue, really. We meet more people? We meet two members of the high table. In this film? Yes. Which, which members do we meet at the high table? Uh, we meet another guy in the desert. Actually, maybe that's the same one. He's the elder. No, he's the elder. He's not the... We see that guy. Yes, but he's not the... the French guy. He's not the elder of the last movie, because they said, oh, I did, like yeah, my, my okay, previous... Yeah, so the, we meet him, and then we see... But he's the above f- the table, so he doesn't even count. Yeah, he I don't think he counts. He was he such a, counts no. as, as as the hierarchy, as rulers of the world. He still counts in my book. Um, and then we meet the French guy. Who's not a member of the high table. He's, he's just a marquee. Yeah, he's he's yeah. hired by the, mar- the the high table, but he's not a member. Mm-hmm. I, for for the, the record, there... Wait, are you telling... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, in chapter two, though, supposedly... The siblings would be high table members then, right? Correct. And that, that, that's the two I'm referring to. Those okay. are the only high okay, table members that we've met. Yeah. And it, it, it just, uh, yes, I understand that one of them is going to be killed, another is going to be replaced at a high, another Indian Hydra. I think that was an interesting line. But that that's the kind of thing that this whole franchise was leading to, this bombastic ending against the high table. And then it just says, no, we don't want to do that. Forget it. The whole end of part three was, hey, John, are you pissed? Yeah, I'm pissed. Like, that was the end of it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, forget that. You guys don't want to see that. Look, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? That's why I came into this movie. That's why I bought tickets. That's why I sat down. This isn't a case of, hey, Ray's handing over the lightsaber to Luke. Because whatever Luke was going to do there, I have no clue. Luke's been gone for 20 years. I don't know, more than 20 years. I don't know what Luke's going to do. This was a case of, hey, these films are continuously building off one another. The first three films all take place within a week. 
And then we go to cha chapter four here, which I don't think it's ever said like how long this takes place after chapter three. Long enough for him to heal up. Which, once again, based off the logic of this film, could be one hour. Uh, no. No, this no. No, I definitely think it was like at least a month or two. Fine. I really do. Fine. Three months. Three months. But even a year. Let's say a year. Sure. Did we just forget about the mission? Like, even when when uh, the Bowery King's walking in with the suit, I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, that one was kind of random. I'll give you that. Like, what What film did I walk into? Okay, but the... Okay, so I feel like that was a John Wick stereotype where there's always a moment where he's like, all right, we got to get the fit. We got to get a weapon of some type. And then, we got to look cute. We're going to go fight. So I feel like that was just... They're like, okay, you know... His services were discontinued in a previous movie, and they're like, okay, so it's not like he's going to go up to a store and be like, I'll have your finest, please. So I feel like they're just like, uh, how are we going to get him to have this moment? And that's just what they decided. It just goes back to much of what this film is to me. It's style over substance. There's very little actual substance in this movie for three-hour length film, and while some of the style with the action scenes are spectacular, it, for me, overstays its welcome. I just, when I go into an action movie, I want it to be adrenaline, like giving me that adrenaline for the sake of the story, not just for the sake of spectacle. And that, that for me, is where this film falls flat. Because part, once again, part two for me, that's the film where the whole entire world starts going after him. And you, like, you don't know who to trust. You don't know where to turn to. And I never thought that in this film. It seemed like John Wick had a friend in every corner. For for them trying to tell me he has no friends, he's got a hell of a lot of them in this film. I would say he has, like, three. But, alright. I guess, I, I don't know if I call three, like, a huge friend group or something. It's just, he picks his friends very well and, and uses their relationships for... For this. Mike, what are your thoughts on John Wick Chapter 4? <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mike. No, it's okay. You guys are you guys covered most of it. Uh, I agree. It was way too long. Uh, I was bored, honestly, halfway through. Characters keep asking, like, if you gave, if John gave any thoughts to how this was going to end. And I was like, I just hope it ends soon. And the ending was terrible. They were did not, that was not the ending they were building up to. And it felt like they were just finishing it for the sake of finishing it. Because it got to number four and they didn't think five would do as well or something or uh ballerinas coming out maybe they're just like we'll pass the reins on to anna de armas or however you pronounce her name that, that ballerina film is going to be a from my understanding a film that fits in between john wick chapter three and john wick chapter four so whatever period of time is that's there that's where the ballerina film is going to be fitting oh okay i i don't know the details i just know it's coming out and it has anna de armas so i'm obviously going to watch it um but what else is that? I forgot. Oh, and I got really, I got really annoyed with the action sequences because like half of it was him just covering his face with his jacket that magically stops bullets. Yeah, that's what I was uh, gonna bring up earlier. By the way, was his his freaking little cape action instead of using lightsabers to block the laser bullets, he's using his freaking suit coat. But and even if it's bullet resistant, like he's only covering the top of it. So if someone shoots the lower part of it, the bullet's gonna like push the coat all the way because like. Coat's obviously not super heavy. You can see it flopping in the wind and all that constantly. 
But isn't it was this, just? But isn't this all? All of this is like Samantha. Like, I want to say, isn't this like a problem? Because like from, like I just rewatched the John Wick films with you. They never went this like far. Like if John got hurt in those films, like you could tell he got hurt for a bit. Yeah. In this film, it just throws it all out the window it feels and i'm like why are we doing this why like he had to go and get stitched up in the other films this film he's totally fine not mostly not totally fine but relatively fine compared to how hurt he's been in previous films and he seems to be doing i don't know i just i, I don't know why i'm gonna be talking about realism in this this world of this movie <laughs> but it, it, it is such a sticking point to me because like you said, they, they're trying to make this be the hidden world that you don't see, which is called out numerous times in the film uh, the, the, during that Russian um, the Russian nightclub scene where you have all these people who are still dancing their hearts out while there's a fight going on. They're completely oblivious to it, which I think is like bizarre. In this movie? A couple people would look and be like, what the yeah. hell? Like a there couple people really- would notice. Well, there were some really bad actors in the background who were trying yeah. to pretend to be afraid, and it was no one was buying it. Yeah, it was actually kind of funny. Um, if you were watching the background instead of the actual thing you're supposed to be watching, um, I think there was one of my favorites was she's dancing, dancing. You know, he comes stumbling in for like a punch or whatever, and she's just like, "Oh!" And then she kind of waits a couple seconds and then keeps dancing, and you're like, "Uh, okay, good job, buddy." <laughs> that one was my favorite. I, I love a good, bad background actor. Yeah, where they just stand there, there's like bullets going off, and they're like, I'm going to be scared, but stand here still. So it was absurd. It was ridiculous. I don't know. I, I know some people who, who freeze in danger, so maybe maybe their excuse is they didn't fight or flight, they just froze. The entire room? No, they were dancing. Yeah, everyone else was dancing. It's kind of like in the movie where he's, uh, I don't know what it is, but they're walking through the ball and they're shooting at each other and no one in the mall notices yeah. guns going off right next but to them the thing which i and i love that scene uh it, it's in a, a train station i believe right samantha yes but the thing which is great about that one is they're actively trying not to get caught by people as well like they're trying to shoot around people they're trying to be sneaky about it which was for me the fun of it even in the subway when they're having that well the subway the train car when they're having the actual fight they wait till everyone's out of that car to have the fight. Yeah. So you're just waiting until that last person leaves. And then all, the fuse is lit and it's just a, like the tension was just building and it's great. And th- to me, that's the problem here. The tension just completely fizzes out. I'm like, I, I don't understand this. And I feel like I'm coming at it from a point of view where everyone's loving this movie. And I do like it. And it sounds like I'm hating on this film. But we'll get to the things I do like. I just, I don't, I I don't understand why people are like, this is the best of the franchise. This is the best action movie. Like, this is the pinnacle of what action movies can be. And if you gave this film to me, and you said this is the pinnacle of what action movies can be, I would say, I don't want this genre. Like, this belongs with the Fast and the Furious, like, movies. The last Fast and the Furious movie where they go to space. Like, with how just ridiculous it is. With just like it, it's just, I I didn't get those sense that sense of like glee, and I, I did though get the sense of hey this is interesting. I kind of want to know how things are going here, 
anytime that Bill Skarsgård was on screen. Now, Bill Skarsgård, for those of you who don't know, like Samantha didn't, played Pennywise the Clown in the It films. It, it in It Chapter 2. I think he's a great actor. The tension that I got from this movie was from him. You have no clue what he's going to do. And he's just completely sinister. He's completely slimy. And he's going to do whatever he wants and can do to achieve the ends that he wants to meet. Now, obviously, that doesn't work out for him. In the end, this is a John Wick film. I don't think this is a spoiler to anybody that if you go up against John Wick, you're not going to win. But I, I think that this character brought something completely new to this franchise. Didn't really feel like they fit in the film to be honest like the, looking back at the other villains that we've had but i really enjoyed it like i was really i mean samantha but well talia and, and as we've mentioned before in our previous shows the villains of films are usually the most compelling people to watch the most compelling characters to follow now i don't want a whole movie just on bill skarsgård but anytime he was on screen i was like yeah, this is interesting and the sad part was, I thought to myself while watching the, the film, I'm enjoying this movie a lot more when people are just talking than watching the action scenes. Which, that's not why I came to a John Wick film. Anyone else have any... No? Nobody else has any interest in... I have um, a random thought to add. Okay. So I wouldn't say action is my, my top choice in terms of movies to pick out and watch. A lot of action movies that I watch tend to be superhero-related things, and I will tell you I was enjoying some of the the comparisons my mind was making. So John Wick's kind of like Batman. We got Kane being kind of like Daredevil. We got that one guy I forgot the name of that's kind of Kingpin in a way. And I was like, okay, I kind of feel like I'm almost watching a superhero movie if I just dress them a little differently in my mind. <laughs> and I was okay with that. I just, a random thought that I wanted to throw out there. That's all. My random thought for that would be, why is Donnie Yen always playing a blind man? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he, he's not always playing a blind man. This is the second film he's played a blind man. But for two big franchise films, first being Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and now this, he's playing a blind man here as well. I'm like, was there any reason to have him be blind in this film? It was cooler for the action scenes. But obviously. did you know that he's not blind though? So like, the it's movie in the up, movie, he's blind. It's it's setting up more more attempted diversity because we also had um, the assassin who was deaf, um, and so they're like, hey, why not eyes this time? I, I do really like when they hand him that one card and it's in Braille. Um, I did really like that that scene, actually. I thought that was pretty amusing, how he didn't even read all of it. Oh, he got to the John part and he knew who yeah. he was to be. But... I just, I, I was like, I thought that was kind of an interesting ad. So I think it's just them trying to be like, look, anyone can kill you. Ta-da! Diversity. At least attempted. <laughs> It'd be more diverse if it was actually a blind actor. But off the top of my head, I don't know that many. So that's where I'm at on that. I, I mean, the action that Donnie Yen was doing, I mean, Donnie Yen is a, like, martial arts, like, legend. So I'm not going to take, like, his, his fight scenes are spectacular. I'm just asking, does that character, like, I, I just don't think it leads anything 
for me for this film. I think we have the diversity with him just being there. And I think the thing which you, I, I know we commented that after the film, that you liked was everybody in this film has a personal stake to kill John Wick versus Zero in Chapter 3. Your whole thing was, why is he here? I don't like him. He's not doing anything. And he was the fanboy. Oh my gosh, I hate the fanboy. But he was, guys. but he's he's still a dynamic that's different from most action films. Like he's yeah. like, no, I really don't want to kill you because I really like your work. I really like what you're doing. Yeah. But I have to do this because this is what I've been contracted to do. I think that's. I mean, it's not it particularly the most dynamic thing in the world, but it's fun enough. And this film, like my favorite piece of tension would be the, the poker scene, or I think it's poker, or whatever they're playing the. Uh, I, I honestly can't yeah. remember what they're playing. Uh, five card draw. Yeah, five poker. card draw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was where, good. Where they had all three parties there, and I'm like, man. I mean, I know because I know what movie I'm watching. I know John Wick's going to get out of this, but how is he going to get out of it? And I, I think that's actually slightly where the movie once again fell apart for me. Was he's not MacGyvering his way out of this. He's just, oh, I'm going to follow down the staircase and. Have a little bit of a fight. It's John Wick. He's gonna shoot his way out of it. That's what he, he always no, does. That's the thing. He doesn't. Sh- no, I, he I does challenge. Shoot things. Go back yeah. and watch. No, he does shoot things. He does go, shoot. I promise. <laughs> go back and watch those other three installments. That is not the way that he gets out of every single fight. And that's the thing that bothers me with this film is that is how he gets out of every single fight is by shooting his way out. Oh well, actually, in the poker scene, he throws the card and cuts the guy's neck and throws another one and kills another guy first. Yeah. Okay. That's McGregor, like, John. And then he uses like axes and stuff. Yes, I, yeah. I I did enjoy that, but then he that's a distraction, and then he shoots his way out. Yeah. Versus once again, it can count. It's still it using your environment. Sure. I mean, I'll get I'll, I'll give it to you. I don't think it's. I feel like you're bitter. I'm not bitter. I almost feel like you are. I wish that the film could have gone further with the stuff like that. Like, I go no, back to... no more further. Further would probably mean longer. Let's not do it. i'm not saying longer i'm just saying like for me these have the weakest action scenes of the entire franchise and that's just disappointing i I think the action scenes are good they just go on too long like the top down view one was pretty interesting but it was like a half hour long i was like that's too long the top down one was really like that was actually with that not that whole thing because it's like a half hour of a goes from the car chase to that building. But that that exact shot that you're talking about, the top down, that was really interesting. I did enjoy that. I wouldn't want a whole movie like that, so please don't do that. Like, don't do not do that. Don't make it like, uh, what was it, Hardcore Henry. And it's all from that point of view. Like, don't, don't, please don't. It almost felt like a dollhouse, and you were watching it play out that way. But the thing which I thought was interesting was, for me, because once again, I'm watching the John Wick movie. I'm like, oh, these guys who are coming up here, they think they have the upper hand. But oh, of course they don't. It's John freaking Wick. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I felt like there was a lot of pretty fight scenes. Thank you very much. No, the, the choreo... You just didn't like they were... You just didn't feel like they were unique enough. And I feel like um, they did pretty good. But I still haven't told you my ranking of the John Wick movies. And this one is not my favorite, but it is up there. Um, and in terms of other action movies, uh, I do like the pretty fight scenes in this. Did you say pretty fight scenes? I, yeah, it's got so, a lot of aesthetic. Like you know, when we're talking about um, 
like the second Avatar. Did I like the movie? Eh. Was it very pretty? Yes, I can say it was very yeah, pretty. Okay, so but here's the thing. You are know you, what I mean? There's two different ways to look at a fight yeah. scene. Are you lo- looking at it from the way that it's shot, or are you looking at it from the way that all the action is taking place? Because those are two different things. I would say a little bit of both. The way it is shot, as well as, okay, we got bo- this pretty waterfall going on here, or, oh, I like that he's using those little doorbell things, or... You know, okay, look at how fast these blows are coming. That's really well choreographed. I thought it was very pretty for a fight. I thought that the, the scene, most of the scenes in France outside were choreographed fight. The, the, the fights were choreographed very well, mm-hmm. but they were, they, were, they were going on. And at that point of the film, I didn't care. Like, honestly, like the... the, the, the to the point where I thought characters had died and came, like, they were, I'm like, oh, you're back. And, of course, we were right to think that they were dead and then they came back. But what would have hurt the film by actually having those characters stay dead? Because, spoiler alert, they died two seconds after they came back. And, like, oh, shock, he's alive. I don't know who you are referring to. He's one of the, the, the head people who's, who's going around trying to kill John Wick. He shows up at the hotel at the beginning. I think he's got, like, a bald head. Oh, yeah, he kept showing up randomly. That was weird. Yeah, I don't know his name because I, I don't... Well, apparently Mike agrees with you, so um, we'll go with it, I oh. suppose. Another I weird thing, though... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I thought I you were done. I don't remember which one you're talking about. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, uh, I... Like, the action scenes that keep going, then they just stop. Like, he fell out the window and there's still guys in there. But apparently, since they're in a building, they're not going to go after him anymore. That happened in France, I think. And that was confusing. It happened a couple times in the show, and I was like, what the hell is going on? It's, out of sight, not, out of mind, my friend. But once again, the, the thing that's frustrating is that this franchise has been better than that. And still a good movie, but it clearly felt like to me, everyone in this film was saying, okay, we don't want to continue doing this for the rest of our lives. Let's just stop. And it, it, it didn't feel earned. Like when I walked into chapter three, I, I thought that there was it, the end because everyone does trilogies. And then when they're like, oh, Parabellum, that means they're, they're going to war. They're preparing for war. Where's the war? Him it's John Wick first everybody. That's, that, <laughs> that's not how this feels to me because he's got those friends. It, uh, this just doesn't, it didn't feel like that. I'm sorry. It didn't feel like that. Does anyone have any like other quick thoughts before we get to our ratings and then we're going to rank the John Wick franchise? Look, the movie's a see it. For as much as I've been going on about the movie's too long, the fight scenes are too long, I still enjoy this film. I know it sounds like I don't, but I did. I enjoyed it well enough. I think that the action is spectacular. I think that the villains in this film are compelling to watch. I just don't think that the end of the movie was earned. I don't think that... Mike, did did you see the end credits scene? No, I left. I was in there for too long as it was. I did not need any more. Okay, so this end it? credit scene, and I, I don't know, Samantha, if you heard the people behind us yeah. going on about, oh, it's a cycle of violence. That's yeah. what this is. I'm like, are you kidding me? This movie is not smart enough to be like, this is a cycle of violence. That's what it felt like to me. I was like, I mean, I guess. I was like, damn, that's kind of sad. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, Pardon but- my French. Um, I'm just like, oh, man, that's kind of sad. Like... No, but there's no Oof. way. There's like, did you think the film earned it? Like, or the, I don't know if it's cycle of violence or if it's just like, look, everything's connected. Things, you know, um, um, everything's connected. There's always going to be 
someone. So I mean, I guess psychovalence. Yeah, I I mean the the, the character. You know, you kill one person, that person's gonna have x amount of connections that may come after you. Especially in this just, world, yeah. Just kind of their life, you know. I mean, I can get that. It, that might be the overall theme, psychovalence. I could get that. It might be a bit of a stretch, but it's not too far outside of what is it was saying. I don't know. I can see it. I, I, I mean, <laughs> sure. Shrug. Uh, yeah, once again, the movies I see it, recommend going out to see this. Keep in mind, it is a three-hour-long movie, and you are going to feel that length at points. But uh, from my opinion, Samantha, you're going to feel that length at points. Let me put it this way. If your name is not John Wick, you're a compelling character to follow. I think that John Wick is the least important character of this film yet all the actions happening around him so that sounds like a really like hey you shouldn't see this but no once again it is a great film to watch see john wick chapter four samantha mine's a see it very pretty choreography to watch just make sure you have enough snacks um and maybe a blanket and you're good to go any three-hour-long movie I can bring a snack and blanket to and be good? Absolutely not. Okay, I just had to clarify. Uh, Mike? <laughs> um, uh, mine is actually going to be... Uh, I'm, I'm going to say streaming again. I'm breaking the rules again. Um, but that's because you can skip through some of the boring parts. Like, when you get tired of that particular action scene, you can get rid of it. If you're someone who doesn't skip through things, you should 100% just skip the whole movie. It was way too long. The ending was not worth it at all. So no, I, Pretty funny. You, you, you gave two ratings, you know. So for the site, I do need to know. Are, oh. are you giving it a rent it slash stream it or a skip it? A stream it. I'll, I'll say stream it for you. Just for you, buddy. Just for me. Just because I, <laughs> I said stream it. That's why he's... His, re, yep. his rebranding of everything is going to work here. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. And uh, Samantha, you wanted to go through rankings of the John Wick films. Do you want to start? I guess. Feel like you're gonna give me backlash for it. No. Um, my number one John Wick is John Wick two, and then I go John Wick four, John Wick three, and then just John Wick. My readings would be John Wick chapter two, John Wick, John Wick Parabellum, and then John Wick chapter four. Mike. Uh, one, two, three, four, all the way down, just in a, in a row, oh, well, from that, top that, to that bottom. Makes it easy. Makes it very easy. Yeah. John Wick is how I learned to count. It was great. It was great. No, I'm not here to take anyone's enjoyment of that first film away. <laughs> so, um, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to play the trailer for Event Horizon, and we'll be back on the other side to talk about Event Horizon. This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. Neptune orbit. This is incredible. It's the event horizon. She's come back. The event horizon is the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. 
seven years in deep space. There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. <laughs> Beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been and what it's brought back with it. In 2047, a group of astronauts are sent to investigate and salvage the starship Event Horizon, which disappeared mysteriously seven years before on its maiden voyage. With its return, the crew of the Lewis and Clark discovers the truth. The real truth behind the disappearance of the event horizon and something even more terrifying. This film is streaming on Paramount Plus and Amazon Prime Video. It is directed by Paul Wes Anderson. Mike, this was your streaming pick for this week's show. Why don't you talk about why you picked it and then give us your initial thoughts on the film. I picked it because uh, it's it's a fun movie. It's very campy. Uh, I like the uh, atmosphere throughout the movie. It's kind of creepy, kind of scary. Um, but the acts, like I feel like Sam Neill kind of chews it up a bit. Um, Morris Fishburne does a good job as well as, as the rest of the cast. And I thought you'd enjoy it, John. I thought you'd really like it. I mean, let's be honest here. As you mentioned before, you picked some real doozies before for us to watch. Son-in-law always comes to mind. You liked Son-in-Law. I remember that. I remember being very surprised that you liked Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law was okay. What are some other things that he's picked? Cocaine Um, Bear. Cocaine Bear. The Angel one. Not touched by an angel, but something like that. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. He picked Odd Thomas. I think he picked Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas. That's the one I was freaking remembering. That's freaking ice cream stand, man. Anyway, yeah, I yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I was like, there's one I really didn't like. Oh. But the one thing which I do, Mike, enjoy when you pick movies, you always pick things that I would normally never go out of my way to watch. And, 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 and I do, like, that's, that's actually a compliment. Because you pick, sometimes I do enjoy that. I know, I do it on purpose. That's why I ask you if you watched it before. Yeah, uh, for, for this film... For the first half of the film, it's an alien ripoff. And then after that, it's so hard to say I want more from this film because I don't want more. I don't, like, I do not want, like, there's a rumored director's cut of this film that was made that was two hours long, so an extra half hour added into the film that went into some gruesome like you were actually seeing a lot more of where the starship uh, event horizon went. I don't think I needed that. I think that I needed more about, Hey, is the ship actually alive or are you just telling me it's alive? Because some days, some days, some moments throughout the film, it would go back and forth of, Hey, we can easily get this done. We're doing great. And then I'm like, but the ship's alive and you shouldn't be able to do that because the ship wouldn't want you to. Unless, once again, this is, I think, me giving the film a lot more credit than it's actually earning. That's just, like, 
the demonic playing tricks on them and be like, oh yeah, you're gonna get so close, you're gonna get so close, and then I'm gonna yank it away from you. I, I, I don't think I don't think the film is smart enough to be doing that. I think that's me giving the film a lot of credit. But maybe. Samantha, what were your thoughts here on Event Horizon? I like to say thank you to Mike for apologizing to me because I didn't really enjoy this movie. I wouldn't say I was scared. I would say I was like, why am I here uh, for most of it? Uh, I, I don't know. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's definitely not the best. And so I fall in the low, lower ranking. So like low middle, if that helps. I don't know. I feel like they had an interesting idea. I really would have liked it more if the ship was like full on like the ship is your problem, not the whole where did it go, where did it come from, Cotton Eye Joe thing. I would have really preferred if it was just like, okay, the ship went somewhere and it got like possessed or whatever and is actively working against them and it's it's really clear to the viewer what's going on but you know, some dramatic irony or something thrown in there. I feel like that would have been more interesting to me because they kept showing these, you know, like hallucinations or things that I was just like, I have no interest in that. I have none whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> I, I, I very much disagree with you. Now, once again, I don't want to see a film that actively, like, I don't want to see a prequel. I don't want to see a sequel. I don't want to see anything else for this franchise and i don't want to like i don't want to know more about where they went i feel like the film gave me enough like i'm, I'm not mistaken right they, act, they actively went to hell right yeah i don't yeah i don't know if they actually went to there or if they're like that's what it's like it's freaking crazy over there it's it was close enough to hell like i i don't i don't think it was i mean it probably was like actual hell as far as the movie was willing to say. I, once again, I don't need to watch a movie like that. I don't watch the films like Hellraiser because that's that's not my vibe. That's not the stuff I go to movies to watch. I don't like this kind of stuff, this torture. Uh, I don't want to say kind of torture porn type aspect of stuff. That's not my vibe. So I'm, I'm happy that there wasn't a ton of that in this film. A lot, a lot more of it's kind of like those quick flashes that are of a lot of things implied, which I'm so happy that I didn't have to sit and watch because... I just I would have want, I would have completely turned against the film. That's not things that I find enjoyable in film, and there's nothing that's really like satisfying with watching it. Like I once again I could go on this whole thing of how like we're trying to our scientific advances are going too far ahead. We're not paying attention to the the, tra the trauma, the the people that could hurt, and so now that we're sending these people to hell, I like there's a, I could go into all that stuff. This movie doesn't set anything up like that. It's not that smart of a movie. It is very much, like I said, an alien ripoff for the first half hour. And then after that, it turns into the ship is against us. But I, I, I don't know. Like I, is, it, is it weird to say that I wish this movie had more of a punch at the end? Like, it, it, it was going for, like, the shock ending. And then it, it played it safe, like, for the last... 10 seconds after that and I wish that it didn't play it safe I think I would, I would have enjoyed the film more if I walked out feeling kind of kind of gross it's 30 years old I think we can spoil it so you, you don't you don't like that the 
uh, woman was dreaming at the end, you wanted Sam Neill's character to come back? I guess I did. For real? Uh, I mean, did, did, did I want that? No. But, but I think that would have been a more satisfying ending for this film that they were giving me. Because, I, let, me just be, let me just be blunt, if this movie would have made more money... I mean, human nature would have been like, oh, no, we're going to go out and figure out, like, where they went. We're going to go, like, build a new machine, figure out where it's going. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm surprised we haven't gotten that, just because I know this film does have a big cult following. But yeah. uh, There is, like, a, a theory online that since the director is a big fan of, or is a big fan of Warhammer 40K, it's kind of like a prequel. And apparently it fits really well. I don't know enough about Warhammer 40K to say for sure. What I do know kind of seems to fit. I don't know anything about Warhammer 40k, so would you like to explain it? I barely know enough to, and I don't want to piss off anyone by screwing it all up. I, those fans are very rapid online. Is, is that the uh, thing that, uh, uh, what's his name, Matt? Henry Cavill is going to be doing? Yeah, actually. I think so. He's, is he doing, like, Warhammer 40k, or is it like a fantasy version of Warhammer? Do you know? Uh, it's probably the fan- fantasy version of Warhammer. I don't see. Uh, I don't see. I was almost an army hammer, and I do see army hammer doing a film like this. Uh, but I don't know, uh, he's doing the he's doing the forty k one, so it'll be it'll be like the sci fi, science fiction like slash fantasy type thing. There's like warring factions, and I don't know, like it's based off of like I think the toys are the original thing. Not toys, sorry. Um, there's a game. It's like a, a strategy game on on the tabletop strategy game. I'm butchering it. I've never played 40k, but I don't really care about that. I'm just I'm watching this for the film, and yes, is it atmospheric at the beginning? Sure, but but I've seen this done in better films, and you're gonna tell me, oh, this was done 20 years ago. I should give it some credit. Alien was done over 45 years ago, and I I think it was done better. So I will say that some of the graphics I don't feel held up, and I was like, John. Do, do you see these terrible graphics? Is like, yes, it was 30 years ago. Be nice. And I'm like, okay, I will be nice. Yeah. So they you know were... what he, he did? He did keep it into consideration that it was 30 years ago. Yeah, it yeah, those graphics were fine for the 90s. I mean, they fit right in with the 90s special effects for the most part. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole movie fits in with the 90s. Like, the, the opening credit sequence, it, it, everything. And I'll even say... The movie playing it safe fits in with the 90s. I don't... It's really hard to say this movie plays it safe. I mean, there are some really graphic things that you're seeing portrayed, but I enjoy the the glimpses of it because that's where, like, for me, I always talk about in films, I usually like those psychological horror things. So even, like, showing a little bit of it, that gets my mind racing. The images that I saw were just enough to be like, oh, no, I don't like this. I don't want to watch this. And if the film would have actively shown me more of it, the film would not have had that effect on me personally. I would not have been horrified anymore because I'm like, okay, now you're just now you're just going for like titillation of people who like like this torture porn stuff, and that's what's that's not me. I don't like get off on it, but for a horror film, like the, just the implied stuff of this is what's happening, but there's probably stuff that's happening that's a lot worse than what we're seeing. And that's what the thing that terrifies me with this film. I do think this film. Works on that. I I couldn't even begin to tell you like the rationale of Sam Neill, and there were so many times where I was like, "Why is he here?" I mean, I know why he's explained in the movie why he's here, but still, it's not really justified to me. Of like, okay, we're gonna completely just go with this guy, 
my interpretation of it was he was kind of crazy from the beginning. Was that everyone else's? You're asking why his character is doing what he's doing. I thought you were asking why the actor was in the movie. No, Sorry. No, 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 no. No, I, no he, wanted paycheck, a, he, wanted right? pay, he wanted a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, Leave the man okay. alone. He's trying to get paid. Yeah. yeah. No, and, I mean, at the time, I would argue that he's probably the most, like, the biggest name in this film. Or Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, at the time, he's probably the biggest name, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, now, like, you have Lawrence Fishburne, Jason Isaacs. You have, you've got people who are, like, known now, but back then, when this came out in 1997, I mean, Sam Neill's coming off of Jurassic Park, one of the biggest movies of all time at that point. So, I think it would be really interesting, and I, I would, I, I, hope, I hope that they used that in the marketing, being like, hey, Sam Neill's here, the dinosaur guy's here, let's see what he does in space. I mean, I, I think that there would have been a lot of angry parents, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. I will tell you that psychological horror does not scare me um, that much. Uh, I feel like I just think through it and I'm like, nah, I'm good. It's fine. Um, where John's the one who's like, oh my God, what is happening? And I'm like, nah, it's fine. I promise. Um, no, but if it, if it did take a turn to, to be like, oh no, we're actually there. We're actually doing these things in graphic detail. Then I'm out. Like I... I get scared of the things that are way too gruesome and bloody and, and twisting arms and things. Like, no, I am not about that life. Um, I may have mild medical training and have seen real-life blood, but I do not go for the over-the-top, um, you know, saw-type deals. Like, that is just not me. So, I was able to finish this movie because it was more psychological than gore. I will, oh, I will say that. Oh, and before I forget, I think, uh, John, the reason Sam Neill's character was acting like that is my interpretation was the ship was driving him to do that. I don't know if possession is the right word or not, but... Because my, interp my interpretation of it was he activated the, the, mach the machine at one point in time while testing it. He went to that hellscape... Then he came back. He's always just been kind of affected ever since. I mean, we don't really know a ton about what happened with his wife, but there could have been some driving stuff there that, like, he pushed her to do that. I, we, we don't know enough. But based on the concept of heaven and hell, like, the, the a, a demon telling you to basically to kill yourself, I mean, that's 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 there. That's, that's here in the film. I don't know if it's, like, exactly... He mentions during that... He mentions during that scene, though, that, like, when the ship was giving that vision, that he wasn't there for her when that happened. So, like, he was doing his, like, he was working too much. Or, like, I, that's what I got from the rest of the dialogue, was he was working too much, he wasn't giving time for her, he didn't notice what was happening with her, and then she did that, and that's been kind of bothering him. I feel like my entire interpretation of this film is, yep, I watched it, I never want to see another, like, interpretation of this again. Like I said, I, I don't like Pinhead and Hellraiser in, the, in those kind of films. I just, they, they're they not my thing. That whole, I, I know that there's a whole big group out there who love the, like, uh, Lovecraftian horror and stuff like that. That's not my vibe. I don't, like, I, I am somebody who is, like, I'm, I'm not, like, religious, but I'm still spiritual. Like, I don't like... I don't play with the whole concept of hell and demons and stuff like that. That's not my vibe. I love things like, I mean, if they're written down like Paradise Lost and things like that, but stuff stuff like this, I just, 
it, it, it obviously like it, it makes my skin crawl just, just talking about it now i'm not a fan of it but looking at it outside of that looking at the craft of it the acting everything like that i mean for this film for me it's a rent it because as i said earlier i i the whole beginning is is a rip off of alien and i'm sorry like does it did, am i the only one who's like got that vibe are you guys kidding me? I'm the only one who thought this was ripping off Alien from oh like. Why? Why do you say? Why do you say it ripping off Alien specifically? Because the whole thing about Alien, oh, they got a distress call. They have to completely stop what they're doing. Go check out the distress call. There's somebody new who just showed up to the ship, which in that case was um, Ash. Ash is the new one. He's, he's the uh, the android in that film, who turns against them. Because he's rooting for the alien, and Sam Neill turns against them because he's rooting for hell, or it becomes a demon of hell. I mean, to me, it's kind of very much a, hey, Mad Libs, let's just change a couple words here, and I'm honestly surprised that nobody got sued for plagiarism. Like, I, the, the beginning of the entire film is basically alien. They're having a hard time landing on the planet. Ooh, everything, like... Come, like, come on, they were having a hard time landing here, going into uh, Neptune space. It, it just felt like they watched Alien about 50 times. They're like, cool, let's replicate that. The audience in 1997 is not going to be able to go back to check out that film as easily as they could now. So they won't remember. Sad news for you guys. I can watch Alien whenever I want. I got it on 4K. I will never have a Vent Horizon on 4K. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you just so you do. Oh, no. I don't even know if they have it I in 4K. I, I would be very shocked if they made a 4K version of Event Horizon. But, uh, yeah, so my ratings are granted. And, um, if you guys out there in the interwebs world agree with me that this does rip off Alien, write to us at filmologyshow at gmail.com. I would love to hear more people uh, back me up here. There is a 4K that you can buy... Um, it's on sale right now, too. Yeah, I, I know. Samantha's showing it to me. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to buy it. I, I, look, I don't, I'll never go back to this film. It's never going to be a film that I want to watch again. I, and based off of Paul West Anderson's other movies, I, I have no reason to. Samantha, would you like to go through your rating? No. Mike, would you like to go through your rating here for Event Horizon? You didn't even want to rate it, Samantha? Uh, no, sorry, I got she, distracted. She can't, she can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Hey, listen. Life is hard. Okay, anyway, um, my rating is skip it. My rating uh, is going to be stream it, or rent it, stream it, whatever. Um, yeah, it's good, but it's not something you have to go and rush out and see. Also, I want to point out that uh, the director, Paul, whatever, Anderson... Also did Mortal Kombat, which is pretty good, and Soldier with Kurt Russell, which was I've decent. Ne- I've never seen so. the Soldier. No. Uh, the Mortal Kombat movie, I mean, is, is somebody growing up in the 90s, Mike, and loving the 90s, I can, I can see that you love that movie. I think it's fine. I mean, it's 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 definitely yeah, it's better than Mortal Kombat at Annihilation. Um, and, and you're probably going to tell yeah. me it's better than the, the remake that came out. I, I enjoyed the remake. It so, is. It's fine. They also, like, the first Resident Evil wasn't that bad. It, like, got way worse. But like, I've actually never bad. seen any of the Resident Evil movies. But, like, when I'm talking about him, 
And kind of tying this all back around to Alien, guess what movie he directed? Alien vs. Predator. It all comes back full circle to Alien, and he just crapped on that movie. So, I think we're done. I think we're done talking about Event Horizon. I think it's top five time. We're going to play a clip here from one of our top five movies, and we'll meet you on the other side to talk about our top five action movies. Dark Fat. Makes all the difference. Jonathan? Have you seen the menu here? Lot of options. Jonathan, listen to me. A man can stay here a long time and never eat the same meal twice. Jonathan, just walk away. Yeah, Jonathan. Walk away. <laughs> Okay, we are back to talk about our top five action movies. How was this list easy for you guys to come up with? I mean, for me, it was actually challenging because I had to cut films out. And I'm like, man, there's a lot of great action movies. But I think I came up with five that I'm really happy about. I had a solid list of like eight movies that I was like, okay, these are the ones that first popped in my head. Let's rearrange them into a top five. So I feel like it was hard trying to decide which of those eight got on my top five. Otherwise, I, I felt like I was all right. It's, it's mostly the five movies that popped in my head first, I'm going to be honest. I mean, for me, I can tell you, I, I, I had to go back and rewatch a couple scenes from a couple movies and be like, nope, you're not as good as I remember you being. Or, yep, no, you're better than I thought you were. You're going up in my list. So, like, I did some homework. Uh, some of the films that didn't make my list are going to be in my honorable mentions, but I'm not going to go through here and name like all 20 films on my honorable mentions. I'll just name like the three that were close to making the list. But uh, I'll start us off. My number five is a Keanu Reeves classic, which John Wick Chapter 4 hopefully will never be, Speed. And it is just a thrilling time at the cinema. Like, if you have not seen Speed, it... Talk about adrenaline, like, just the whole time. I mean, what, Mike, you can't go you can't go below 50 miles per hour? Is that the... Uh, something like that. John, I think it's 55, but Jonathan... John, not to skip ahead, guess what my number five is, Jonathan. Number five speed? It is, Jonathan. Do we, do we do the same list? I doubt we did the same list, but uh, you never know. Speed's spectacular. I mean, it, it, it holds up incredibly well today. Like, this was one of those films that I had to go back and just kind of watch to be like, do I just remember good memories of this film? Or is it actually a, a great film? And it is actually a great film. I mean, this was back when Keanu was known best for being in the Bill and Ted films. And he, he had done some action films before this, but this, like, cements him as an action icon that would later go on to be in The Matrix, and then later go on to be John Wick. Mike, do you have any thoughts on Speed? Um, that chemistry between him and uh, Sandra Bullock is super spicy. It definitely makes the movie that much better. Samantha, do you have any interest now in seeing this movie that Sandra Bullock's in it? Yes, I love Sandra Bullock. You should watch it, Samantha. It is so but good. Don't watch... I'm not exaggerating you, you, at all. You don't watch Speed 2. Okay. Noted. Don't watch that. Is that what you said? Don't. don't. Sandra Bullock's in it. I'm just I'm yeah. telling her not to watch it. I mean, you can watch it anyway, but you do you, girl. But 
it's not nearly as good. All right, Samantha, what is your number five? My number five is Cloverfield. You know, I I like a good monster smash movie, and I felt like this one had that added layer of suspense that found it found it to be really fascinating and interesting to to see how the story develops. No, uh, we're getting into semantics here on oh, no. top five action movies. It's is an this, action movie. I, is it an action movie? Yeah. Because. Would you say, like, Godzilla is an action movie? Because I would. No, I would not call Godzilla an I action would. movie. I would not. It can also fall, fall under a kaiju movie. No. But I would say that in general, yes. Mike, you're the swing vote. Is it is Cloverfield a action movie, yes or no? Mm, I would say no. I'm sorry, Samantha. Fine. Take off my top five, then. Actually, oh. I'm bitter. No, but you, I'll no, take no, it no, off. No, no, no. It's I a, mean, actually... Not- no, now that I think about it, I think it would be. Sorry, I was thinking like most of the action is off screen for some reason. I think like it's been a while since I watched it, but I think it would be. I think an action there's movie. action on screen. I just don't like. I, I, all I'm saying is, I think that's an interesting pick. You make me mad. No, for the record, <laughs> for the record, I would like to point out that don't that, look that, at my face that, that, and tell me it doesn't count. How dare you? The two of you kept telling me that Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Was, it's not. Was not a video game movie. It's still not. And, that, and let me tell you. Never will be. I was very tempted to put Scott Pilgrim versus the World as my I number one action were. movie. I just know. to let everybody know that Scott Pilgrim versus the World is a spectacular film. And we all need to appreciate that film more. But in this case... Yeah, it's definitely an action movie, that's for sure. It's not a video game movie, though. But in this case, we need to appreciate Clover, uh, Cloverfield more. I, I just I, look. I have. I'll be honest. I have not gone back to watch Cloverfield since Ten Cloverfield Lane came out. And what that was twenty fourteen. It's been a bit. That's that's the first movie that pops in my head. That's why I originally said no, and I was like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you if you were like sitting it. here, Samantha, Chuck, tell me that Ten Cloverfield Lane was an action movie, I'd be like, no, get out of town. That, that, that's not that's not true at all. I feel like it's a psychological thriller. Yeah, oh, it's like a crime. Which is why I like that movie. Thriller, yeah, yeah, thriller, yeah. Which is why I like that no, movie. No, I'm more. talking about the other one, the better one. Thank you. Oh God, no! I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yes. No. Anyway, Mike, have we done your top five? Yes, his five, number five was Speed. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's why yep, we... I totally zoned out. I just thought you were like, "Yep, Mike's the only one who else has seen Speed, so let's talk about it." All right, John, number four. Number four, uh, John Wick Chapter Two, like. I saw this Samantha, this was the film that I saw chapter two and I was like, I have to go again. Right this second. I gotta have to buy another ticket and watch this movie right now. And watching it again, leading up to John Wick chapter four, I felt the same thing. I was like, man, why am I why am I gonna go watch chapter three? Why can't I just watch chapter two on repeat? There there is a specific high that you get from what, like just all that adrenaline on screen and it just like seeps into you. Even though I'm not actively doing anything. I'm just sitting there with my popcorn enjoying it. But my, like, just... I, I feel like I could just, like, go up there like, yeah, I'm going to punch somebody now, too. And I'm like, oh, oh no, this is going to go really poorly for me, obviously, if I do that. But that's the... Like, I have that vibe, the feeling. Like, I feel like it's a spectacular film. The stunts in it are incredible. And it's just a fun time at the movies. John Wick Chapter 2 is... For me, obviously, I said before, the best for me of the John Wick films and a spectacular action film. 
that one's also on my list, but not at number four. It is at number three because it is absolutely fantastic. And I think I am the most glad that I ended up watching that one out of all of them. I'm, I'm, I'm really like... I guess I should tell my number four. Well, well, Go back. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have Michael with his number number four in just a second. And John Wick's number three. Yes, I know. I, I, I have that. But, Good. Um, like, w- whenever I tell people, like, who have never watched the John Wick films before, like, I tell them, oh, man, I'm so jealous of you that you get to have that experience for the first time. It really is, like, watching John Wick 1 and John Wick 2. Like, it, it's those two films that I'm like, you are in for such a treat. And... If you guys haven't actually seen John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2, I don't know why you're listening to this show when we're reviewing John Wick Chapter 4, but it's a spectacular, like, double feature. You are, you're you're in for a great time, and it's only, like, what, three and a half hours that you'll be spending? So you can watch those two movies instead of going to see John Wick Chapter 4. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Mike, you're number four. Guess what mine is, Jonathan? John Wick number one. No, I'm just kidding. It's not John Wick at all. It's Die Hard. Uh, I feel like we talk about Die Hard a lot, so I'm not really going to say much, but it's fantastic. Hopefully it's higher up on both of your lists. Or I'll I've be never seen it, Mike. I'm so sorry. It's not on my list. No, it's fine. I forgive uh, you, Samantha. Spoiler alert, Die Hard is also not on my list. And, 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 and this is the reason disappointed. why. This is my reasoning. I tr- I swear to God, if you say it's a Christmas movie, not an action movie, I'm gonna have Samantha slap you for me. No, no, I, it is an action movie, but like, like for me, when I think of action movies, I think Die Hard. I mean, it's, it's just the first one that comes to mind. But I wanted to make a list that you know I had a little bit of like diversity on it for you know good list making here. I, I knew somebody would have it, and that somebody Mike had to be you. So. I wanted to get some other films out there. Die Hard is on my honorable mentions. A spectacular film. And even uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. If you haven't seen that film. The third film in that trilogy. That, that's not really a trilogy anymore. What is it? Five films. Quad? Quadrilogy? Is that what it is? Quad is for Quint. Quint trilogy? Pent. You can say Pent. Pent trilogy. Yep. Let's just say, like, it's just top of three. So let's just say the, the trilogy. It's the best of the trilogy. Um, not, not, not Die Hard with a Vengeance. But I, I, I'm gonna just stop. I'm, I'm, I'm tongue tying myself here into film lingo for trilogies and quadrilogies and pet trilogies or whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, it's funny that you think a Christmas movie cannot make this list because a christmas movie did make my list number four is violent night i'm obsessed with this movie and i want to watch it every holiday i love it so so much (laughs) it's everything a christmas movie and an action movie should be as one giant mashup i'm obsessed talking about movies that are too long oh Oh, no mike did you see violent night uh, I don't think so. So he, he can't try... Uh, can't try That's with the guy from Stranger Things, right? Yes. I did not see that, sorry. You should. I think it's streaming... Next on, Christmas season. Streaming on Peacock. Why wait till Christmas? You can watch it right now. <laughs> I don't have Peacock. I have... I don't know what I have. I have Netflix and something else right now. Whatever we watched... Oh, it's Paramount Plus. Whatever we watched the movie I picked on. 
Yeah, we watched it in an Amazon Prime video, but it's okay. Uh, you rented it? You paid no, money, for it? money for it? It was streaming on Prime Video for free. And oh, no, I, not, I, I was not going to pay money to watch Event Horizon. I was going to either stream it or if I had to, I'd go pick it up at the library. But no, I was not going to pay money for it. My number three. I don't think anyone's gonna anyone else is gonna mention a film from this series, which is a shame. But Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is my number three. And it's like these Mission Impossible films keep getting better and better and better. The stunts are better, the just the the actors are getting better. Like it's just once again a fun time at the cinema. And you can say what you want about Tom Cruise. But he knows how to bring people together to make an entertaining film. Even if you didn't like love Top Gun Maverick, it was entertaining. It was fun to watch. And I think that's what he's like that that's where he's at in his life right now. He's like, you know what, I don't really care about winning an Oscar. I just want to go through and have a great time at the theater. Great time at the cinema. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol brought a whole bunch of new life into this Mission Impossible series. And it's, it really is spectacular. And it's stuff like this that makes me go, oh, God, the Fast and the Furious movies really are that bad. Because they try and do stunts like they do in these Mission Impossible films, and they can't even come close. So, number three, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Samantha, you already did your number three, which was... John Wick 2. And Mike, you're number three. My role is, uh, 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 my number three is RoboCop. That's uh, sorry, it's just a really good satire. Um, that's still relevant today, sadly, and I'm pretty sure people talked about it enough, so I don't really need to talk about it too much here. But RoboCop. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, no, really good, really good movie. A really good. No, no, like no, no, no. That's a that's a line. That's a line from the movie. I'd buy that for a dollar. It's a line from that the movie. That makes it sound like you undervalue it. RoboCop. No, I love RoboCop. I okay, have... I'm just checking because I wasn't sure there. It was a, it was a dollar in like the 1980 though, so it's like six hundred dollars today. It's fine. Oof. I mean, like the, the RoboCop is a great film. I mean, definitely a very violent film, but still really good to watch. Um, and I even enjoyed the remake. I don't know what it, you thought about the remake, Mike, but I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I watched it once and I was not impressed. I don't remember why exactly. Well, it's okay. I'd have to so watch I it. We'll hopefully go back and watch those RoboCop films sometime. Uh, I mean, as we record here in the office, like we have the entire Blu-ray 4K collection sitting over here and all alphabetized and it's sitting right over there just saying watch me watch me actually if it ever says watch me watch me I'll be terrified but um, I was like no thank you yeah Robocop really good Samantha highly highly recommend that film my number two another film series that I feel everyone's gonna just neglect here and I don't know how you can neglect such a film series as the James Bond franchise. Casino Royale. Casino Royale just brought a whole bunch of, I mean, life back to James Bond. We kind of went off the deep end with Die Another Day with Pierce Brosnan. And then with Daniel Craig here, we brought it back. And Casino Royale is not just a spectacular action movie. It is one of the best 
top 100 for me, top 100 films of all time. Spectacular, spectacular film. Daniel Craig as James Bond is perfection. Uh, Eva Green as Vesper. I mean, spectacular as well. Like, I know, I know Samantha, you have issues with the James Bond formula, but this film tries to modernize it in ways that make it relevant to today's society, but still give you that classic James Bond vibe. Which, I, that's, I mean, if I'm going to a James Bond movie, I, I, I kind of want the formula. So, it gave me the formula and so much more. I saw this film four times in the theater, and if it was still playing right now, I would go and see it yet again. And this is a film that's like two and a half hours long, but I enjoy every second of it. Casino Royale, number two. Mike, you're number two. Uh, my number two is uh, Aliens, the the second one. Um, yeah, it's a, a great atmosphere, um, great heroine, one of the best in a movie has to offer. And yeah, that's the one where she says, "Get away from my daughter, you bitch!" Right? Yes, that's the yep that one. Fan- fantastic line, I love it. Uh, I mean, what's sp- 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 again? spectacular film yet again I mean James Cameron for as much as you I think both hate on Avatar or The Way of Water I didn't hate on Avatar did I did we even talk about Avatar did, no I, I guess I'm just thinking about Samantha hating the, the, the Avatar <laughs> The Way of Water movie there's some things that are okay the first one's way better but he knows how to make spectacle and he knows just how to make a compelling action scene I mean that last hour of Titanic where the ship is breaking as much as I, like, I hate to turn a tragedy into an action scene it, it is an action scene kind of it's it, okay you're trying to tell me Titanic's an action movie but Cloverfield isn't you gotta get your priorities straight Titanic isn't your number one movie is it that would be terrible I would be, be so mad be, at you that would be a Jonathan Titanic. thing to do Titanic is not my number one book. <laughs> this is number 1.5 <laughs> Samantha you're number two my number two. Um, so for this one, I just, it's a Pirates of the Caribbean movie because I had to have those on my top five. I watch them multiple times a year, pretty much one through three, just all the time. Um, for me, it was hard to pick one of them. Uh, I, I was on the edge between the first one and the third one, and I ended up deciding on At World's End because it had more of like a like, baby war going on than I feel like the first one did. So I was like, okay, in terms of the action, I, I guess the third one. But I just, I'm obsessed with that series, so. I mean, the last hour of that movie is just a giant battle, correct? If I'm, yeah. Yes. Yep. Man. So, I mean, I just, I, I do recognize them as three movies um, with a fourth spinoff, and no, spin-off. no, no, the fifth one actually doesn't exist in my world. Oh, the fifth one is not that bad. It does not exist. Oh. Thank you for your input. If you would like to go check out a review of Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, go check it out at filmologyshow.com. I don't think I hated on the film that badly, but now that I'm thinking about it, I might have given it a let it burn. Uh, (laughs) As you should. (laughs) I think think I'm just done with the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Uh, Overstate its welcome by a long shot. Just watch the trilogy with me. You'll be fine. I mean, sure. Um, Mike... Nope, nope, I was going to skip you to your number one. We're going to do my number one first. My number one first. No, my, <laughs> no, 
My number one's not Titanic. It is also not Scott Pilgrim versus. We did your number one. It's Titanic. Remember? It's a movie that you two for some reason hate on, and I don't understand why. Mad Max Fury Road. It's not a good movie. This is a great movie. What are you guys talking about? Because mm. it's a not good movie. It's not that hard like, to figure out. Like for this specific list in particular, I mean action movies. Uh, can you, like other than like John Wick. And this film, like, it's wall-to-wall action. From the moment it starts to the moment that the credits start rolling, it's action. It's sure. a, And well-done action. Uh, Are you kidding? Are you going to... Like, yeah, but is it good? Yes. No. But is it good? Oh, there's no... It is an action movie. Yes. I can't believe that <laughs> yeah. people, like... I agree. It is, it is one of the action movies that has been made. Good job. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road is the best... When it comes to sh- showcasing action. Most of the effects are done practically. Like they try to do with the John Wick films. So the stunts are just spectacular to watch. You're talking about the way that things are. Uh, the, chore- uh, the choreography. The chore- I can't talk. The chore- choreography with the stunts. Once again. With it being practical. Spectacular. The cinematography. Mind blowing. This is a phenomenal film. I don't know why you guys hate on this film. And I, whatever they're going to do with the Furiosa movie, like, I am so excited. I mean, what, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is coming back to play, not coming back, but playing uh, younger Furiosa. Sign me up. Speaking of, Furio- speaking of Furiosa, uh, let's cut to a clip of that. Samantha, go. Make your sound effect. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Part, oh, that's such a good, just a, such a good plot right there. Mm-mm. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Wow. We are we're completely done talking about Mad Max, apparently. The uh, only thing I will tell you is I'm glad it exists for the sole purpose of the Kakamora in Moana. That is all it is good for. Thank you. We enjoy this because of the things that it inspired, not because of the film itself. Yes. Hmm. I think that they took inspiration from a fantastic film. Uh, anyway, Mike, you're number one. Oh, my number one is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So this phenomenal. It's one of the best movies ever, and it's definitely an action movie. No, I mean, agree. I agree. I, it's I have awesome. not seen the Terminator movies either. You haven't seen any of my lists. Uh, Jeez. No, not really. <laughs> Samantha, for the most part, does not overly care to watch action movies. It has been a genre that we've been slowly dipping our toe into, and I think the, the John Wick films... It's faster than horror. I'll give you that. I mean, don't get me wrong here, Samantha. We're going to have an exciting month coming up where we're going through and looking at all of the Fast and the Furious films. Oh, my goodness. What? Not, not, I'm off that month. I'm, I'm busy. Not, 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 <laughs> no, not, not, not you, Mike. But we do, Mike, you do, she's okay. never seen any of them, so we're going to go through and watch them all. That's fine. It, it's okay. Samantha, it's fine. Just skip it. It's okay. <laughs> Wow, I mean, I I think there are some good films in the French and the, the French, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh, there, there are okay films, and then there's definitely other films in this series. Hobbs and Shaw was actually pretty good. Does that count? I mean, that technically is a film that he counts it. We'll he told me to watch that one too. To watch, I I don't think that's a good film, but isn't it, isn't it like Fast and Furious presents though? Kind of like like all those American Pie presents movies that were actually American Pie movies. Or like national yeah, like but at least movies. Hobbs and Shaw made it into the theater. I mean, those American oh. Pie movies were straight to DVD. 
Anyway, uh, we still have a number one yet. Samantha, your number one action movie. My number one most anticipated bullet train. I absolutely loved it, and I want to watch it again after making this list. So. <laughs> and it's a good one. It's good. So good. To say it's the best? It's the oh. best. Oh, I... I haven't seen, like, most of your guys' list. Does that make you feel any better? I mean, it makes me feel like you have homework to do now. So, yeah, I think that makes me feel better. I got homework for other stuff. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah, you have to watch all the Fast and the Furious Yeah, things. exactly. Uh, like, give me a break. But, uh, yeah. You should definitely watch the other movies before you watch the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. <laughs> I... I... I Mike's, I definitely like, yeah, Terminator 2, love it. Mine, obviously, Mad Max, we love it. Yours, Bullet Train? Eh, hers was better than yours by a <laughs> long shot. Um. There is no, like, I, I, I liked Bullet Train, liked it quite a bit. I loved it. But it does not compare to Mad Max, Fury Roll. Yes, it does. It's better. If, if, if she went first, I probably would make fun of her, but since you went first and pulled up Mad Max, <laughs> she, made, she made a good decision, <laughs> relatively speaking. Haha. Another thing Mad Max is good for. Making my list look better. <laughs> <laughs> Once again... Making Bullet Train look even better. If you guys want to chime in with how you feel about Mad Max Fury Road, filmologyshow at gmail.com. Sound off. Let us know what you think of the film. Let us know what your favorite action film is. Um, next week. Next week's going to be a fun week. We're going to be taking a look at Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Might have another co-host joining us. We're kind of figuring that out right now. We'll see what happens there. Um, He's but, more of a guest star. I'm getting kicked off. What? I'm getting kicked off the show. You hated Event Horizon so much. I'm getting kicked off the show. Yes. No, no, you're not being kicked <laughs> off the show. You're not being kicked off the I show. I trust Samantha. Never, Mike. We love you. But Aw, thank you. Um, we, we just have somebody who is very big into the D&D world. And Mike, well, we have tried to get into the D&D world. Um, I think we've continuously failed at it. So we have somebody who might be coming on the show who does know a lot about that world, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, sometimes that does. We just have to roll for initiative better next time. What? <laughs> Making a D and D joke is fine. I'm not repeating that. Oh, you have to roll better or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, there'll be a lot of those jokes coming. We we will start writing the jokes right now for this uh, next podcast. Um. Uh, and you guys write your jokes ahead of time? No. We will for this okay, one. Just we must sure. be prepared. But no, it's all stand-up over here. Improv. Yeah. I, I guess. I think, Jonathan, I think Jonathan has more to tell us, though. Oh, you do? Would you like to keep going? Yes, I would. Roll for um, initiative. That's too bad we're talking right now. Jeez. Just kidding. Keep going. We have to bring some dice out for next week's show, apparently, and we're all to talk. That's how um, we should determine who talks. That's how we should determine who talks next week. We all have to roll each time. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that we're going to be talking about next week is a film that we've all seen, but I think it deserves another revisit, especially with its, what, I believe it's 20th anniversary coming up this year? Yeah. It's 20th anniversary coming up this year. Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Ties in really well with Dungeons and Dragons being a fantasy movie. I would argue that probably the Lord of the Rings is the best that the fantasy genre has to offer. But 
We're going to find that out next week. We're going to do top five fantasy films. I am excited for next week. It's going to be a great week of film. Great week of trying to catch up on some fantasy films. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Mike, Samantha, how are you guys feeling about next week? Woo! Woo! <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. Um, I think that's really it for this week's show, guys. So, uh, once again, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, want to tell Mike and Samantha how they're wrong about Mad Max Fury Road. If you want to tell me how I'm wrong about John Wick Chapter 4, because let me tell you, I've already been told that I'm wrong about that film plenty. Uh, I'll take it. Like, I still said see it. And it's not like a begrudging see it. It was a true see it. But if you want to tell me that I don't appreciate the film enough, that's fine. Um, Filmologyshow at gmail.com. It's where you can direct all of those comments, questions, and concerns to. You can also check us out on Facebook. Uh, Filmology Show over there. Twitter, Instagram. Smith, I don't think we have a TikTok for Filmology. No, we sure do not. don't. Yep, and I'm going to probably just keep it that way because I do not want to run another TikTok. Uh, or I guess Samantha gonna have, having to run another TikTok that I have to supervise. Um, Mike, Samantha, go grab your cars. Let's start some racing. We're going to prepare for the Fast and the Furious films. Maybe prepare for some Mario Kart coming up and Super Mario Brothers. Who knows? But let's enjoy our weekend film, guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.